Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode of the Lash Tribe show. My name is Julia Mann and I'm the owner and founder of Lash Tribe. We help create successful and fully booked lash artists all over the world with the help of our online and in-person training programs. And in today's episode, I would like to go back to basics. Today, I will show you and tell you all about the setup of a salon, whether you are working from home or you have your little business in a hairdresser, for example, or you have an actual storefront salon. Of course, these require all different setups. And I want to talk to you about what I did back then when I started my little lash and beauty business from my garage very, very many years ago now. So stay tuned. I have made myself a little bit more comfortable here because I actually have so many notes written down that I thought it would be easier to sit in front of my computer. Now, as always, this particular episode is also available to watch on our YouTube channel, lashtribe.tv. So make sure if you're listening to this on a podcast currently, you go down to the show notes where you find the link to the video because we will be showing you some of the photos and websites and screenshots of where you might be able to find the things that we are talking about today and also some of the setup options that you can have. Firstly, I want to tell you a little bit about the story of how I started out in lashing. So lashing in particular, I started in 2010. And at, this, uh, at that stage, I started working from home the year prior because I felt pregnant with my first. And I thought it would be a lot easier to start um, a home business because I was not traveling anymore. Before that, I was actually doing mobile hair and beauty. So I quit all of that. And then we started converting our garage. Now, depending on where you're listening in from, if you are in the US, I know you guys have stricter rules. So whatever I'm telling you now, is available and legally done here in Australia, in Queensland, where I am. So make sure you always check with your state's regulations, with your council, your local council, um, to make sure you abide by all of the setup rules that you can have in your own little space if you're wanting to start from home. Some areas you might not be able to work from home as such, so make sure you check those regulations beforehand because anything I'm telling you now is only based on my personal experience. So we converted a part of a double garage so one part was uh, an office and the other part we converted into a little beauty salon i actually ripped out all the flooring because due to council regulations we needed to have this kind of flooring like either a concrete or something that was non-porous and that was easily cleanable so we had to tile we actually tiled um, half of the garage and i also had a sink put in because i needed to have a sink um, with uh, wastage going out to, into a sewer line and then we had um, some cabinets installed as well, some professional cabinets. I will now show you some of the cabinetry that we have at the academy, but that very simple cabinetry we also had in our um, mini space at my house. So you can see here those types of cabinets, very basic kitchen cabinetry, and even those overhead cupboards here, those were kind of the ones that we had on the floor. So just for some storage and to make sure that everything looked professionally and was easily cleanable as well because I wanted to have something that looked really, really nice because I knew that I wanted to charge a little bit more than the average salon down the road. And this is my first recommendation. If you are starting your business and you really want to work from home, that is totally fine, but you need to have a proper setup. 
you can't just go ahead and open up your massage bed like this one and then pop it into your kitchen area or into your bedroom where you actually have your bed. Um, you need to have a separate bedroom for that, an actual room dedicated, either a bedroom that's then converted into a nice salon feel type room or you can use a garage like what I have done. And it cost us about $10,000 to convert everything because of the cabinetry, uh, because of the things that I had to buy, uh, because we had to put in the sink and also the flooring, of course. So what I did to find out whether I was able to do any of the things that I was planning on doing is I called my local city council up in Brisbane and I told them about my plans, what kind of beauty services I wanted to offer. And they came back with uh, a website with a guide and um, that I then just easily followed along. I then at a later stage even had council come in and look at everything to see if I was following their regulations. So that was my basic home salon setup, but really nicely done. So I did invest a little bit of money. If you have a bedroom or if you have a room that already has tiling and has some cabinetry or cabinet, that is fine, of course. You don't need to go all out and spend $10,000 on renovating your garage. So that was the main room, yeah? We had some lights installed so that I had nice lighting that was on a dimmer switch so I could make it bright and I could also make it go to something really nice and relaxing. And then, of course, I had some glam core lights standing while I was lashing the client to be able to see the lash line. One of the more expensive purchases that I made was definitely my beauty bed. The beauty bed that I personally got, I got from a supplier here in Brisbane that I found online, but then I went there and actually had a look at it and then delivered it. So it's mostly like a dentist type chair. You don't have to go that expensive. That was the most expensive outlay that I had back in the day. It was about $2,000 and maybe just under $2,000 for this really nice movable electric bed. But again, something like this, which you can easily find on eBay or Amazon or Gumtree, anything like that is very, very affordable. And you can pick one of those up for around $100 if they are brand new. Make sure you get one that is wide enough and that holds the most kilo possible. If you have some clients that might be a little bit heavier, you don't want to run into the issue of the bed collapsing. Um, you have beauty beds that are like a recliner. My lash artist actually has a recliner, but she has told me a couple of times that a client who was a little bit on the heavier side actually went back too far and fell over. So make sure that you get a model that is designed for this kind of purpose and that holds a lot of kilos. I think the minimum threshold on these is around 200 kilos if someone lies flat on it. Um, and then something else that I got is a beauty pillow for the back of the neck of my client and also one of those leg rolls that is making the client's knees nice and comfortable and also helps with any back pain. The other thing that I invested in, like I said before, is some Glamcore lights that I had standing from each side that made the lashes nice visible. And I also got a, an ergonomic chair to sit on that had a little backrest. You don't need to get a backrest, but I find that after a while I want to kind of stretch out. And so for me, a backrest was something that I wanted. Um, you can pick one again up on eBay or Amazon. Anything I'm talking about, you can pick up from eBay or Amazon. Uh, and I also got a trolley, a, just a very, very cheap $40 eBay trolley that is easily wipeable. And then I picked up from AliExpress those tiny little cheap 
um, holders like a makeup holder where I put then all of my brushes, my cleanser, my tweezers, anything that I use throughout all the disposables um, and that are easily accessible and I just pop that onto my trolley. So these are the basics that I got that are like a, a more of a investment in the terms of being a larger thing but then when we come to the lashing part of course there's many different products that you will need um, as a salon owner. Now let's talk about the things that you need to get when you're starting out in lashing, talking about the lash kit in classic eyelash extensions. Yeah, In classic eyelash extensions you need to make sure that you get quality products right from the start in volume as well but let's talk about classics first because if you are just starting out and you're using crappy tweezers that don't close properly that cause your hands to fatigue all of these kinds of things will really not make your lashing experience as a beginner very enjoyable and later on in life throughout the years you may have picked up some bad habits because of the bad products that you have been using from the start so i recommend go with something that is high quality straight away especially when it comes to your tweezers your glue and your lashes um, and then work with that because it will set you up for the best possible start okay so things to include in your kit and i'm reading this off my list here which i actually have in our beginners classic manual as well we have uh, a carry case it might be a good idea to have everything in a carry case then we uh, have the mannequin practice head if you are just starting out on lashing you need to practice on a mannequin first don't attempt to jump onto a real model straight away because all kinds of accidents can happen so with all our students we in our online or in-person training courses we tell everyone to practice on a mannequin head first learn how to isolate properly and only then after a few sets move on to a real model i know it's a little bit different and actually working on a mannequin head can be quite difficult at times but i always say if you are handling the mannequin head you can handle a real life client so your mannequin head of course to go along with that are some practice lashes that you can stick on and practice your application then we always recommend in the start to get some lashes in 0.15 and 0.12 and also 0.10 for classic lashing that is a very basic you can get other diameters as well of course but this is what we definitely need to start with to work with different diameters clients lashes as well recommending to get c and d curl to start with if you have a smaller budget but then maybe later on also adding some other curls such as l or m curl or maybe even a B curl to have ready for some older clients that like the B curl still these days. I also recommend short and lower lash trays, which are obviously sold more so separately. We, we stock them at Lash Tribe because sometimes you have people coming in with those really tiny sparse baby lashes and most lash trays don't start until about eight millimeters or something like that. Our trays start at seven, the full length trays at six, but with your mixed trays, you don't tend to get much starting from about eight. And so to have something that has a lower lash tray or something with really short lashes, like a five, six and seven millimeters is really good to have on hand as well. You probably don't need to use it very often, but you will need it at some stage throughout your first few months or so. Then you need to have some good tweezers. You have your isolation tweezer and your pickup tweezer. Make sure when you get a pickup tweezer, you get something that lies nice and comfortably in your hand that is not too heavy on something that has a tiny bit of resistance when you are trying to shut it and nothing that works too easy when you're shutting it because you might lose a little bit of tension 
if it feels too easy but with those that have a little bit of resistance you tend to kind of close them a little bit harder which is really important to not, not let that lash drop your isolation tweezer um, a lot of people get straight or angled isolation tweezers at lash tribe we only teach with angled isolation tweezers because it's a lot easier for beginners on their hands and also with your pickup tweezer we recommend to get something that has like a little l shape a little l foot or a booted tweezer that has a slight angle which makes it a lot easier to pick up that lash from the lash tray and obviously you want to have something to put your precious tweezers into so we always give away um, a tweezer case with our lash kit too then of course i need some good adhesive in the beginning when you're just starting out i would recommend you get two types of adhesives um, one that is faster setting and one that is slower setting so that you can regulate it a little bit and also if you haven't done any of our training you might not know this but lash adhesive actually cures from moisture in the air from h2o so depending on your climate and your environment in your lash room it might be high it might be low so you need an adhesive that kind of works with either of those scenarios so to get two different types is always really handy the next thing you might need is a primer a primer is mainly used on clients that have oily skin and larger pores um, but we do tend to recommend to get a primer even though not every single person will need to have a primer applied but it's good to have on hand anyway next up you will need a cleanser for your clients eyelashes to clean before and after the procedure as well as a cleansing brush or multiple cleansing brushes make sure that you throw them away after every application because cleansing brushes are porous and they cannot be disinfected something that we include in our beginners kit is something called the tweezer hero the tweezer hero goes into the back of the tweezers and actually goes around your wrist and then holds the tweezer in case you drop it it's not going to fall on the floor more so beneficial for those that are just starting in volume because volume tweezers are very expensive but also good for something uh, that is a classic tweezer because you know if you're dropping 30 or 40 dollars at once it's probably not the nicest thing so something the tweezer hero will really help with and of course you need a remover we recommend a cream remover which is a little bit more gentle on the eyes and that will be coming in very handy if you have clients coming in that need a lash removal prior to you putting on a new set or maybe you have done a boo-boo and you might need to remove some of the lashes you have just put on now some of the things that are more so disposables that you will need are glue stickers to place onto your lash tile you need a lash tile for that as well of course you can get some little glue welds or glue palettes to put your glue into whatever you are most comfortable with when you're working um, and then also what I like to get is a dropper bottle, a little dropper bottle you can fill with your saline or your sterile water and that you can then spritz over the client's eyes to um, cleanse away any of the leftover foam from the foaming cleanser. I also like to have several different tapes on hand. There are tapes like micropore tape and a next care sensitive tape is what we recommend to every single person which we also have included in our lash kit. Um, micropore tape is really nice to use as well but next care we find is a little bit more gentle on the eye and then some people like to also have something like a transport tape personally I find it a little bit harsh on the skin um, and there's also something called the microfoam tape which a lot of people tend to use as well then of course you need to get some iPads personally I recommend to get different shapes of iPads because not every single client will have the same shape eyes and if the clients 
uh, cheeks are extremely high, having really thick, long eye pads is probably not great because it's going to push it back into the eye, which can end up with uh, corneal abrasions and things like that. So I would recommend an original size, which you can see here in the picture now, um, also a slimline size for those types of clients that have tiny eyes but really high cheekbones. They're really beneficial and they will fit a lot easier. And then you'll need some little disposable mascara wands to be able to brush through the lashes and also give that wand at the end of your um, procedure to your client to take home to brush through their lashes. Flocked applicators are really important as well. I use them a lot to clean away any dirt and debris, makeup that hasn't come off on the first cleanse, and also to take off lashes at removal times. And micro brushes are really handy to have as well. We have this little disposable micro brush um, caddy I want to say you just press on it and then tips out a little micro brush also great for removal and to clean in between little lashes some things that you'll need to get extra if you are not having it within a kit most kits don't really contain it is obviously like I said a lash bed a trolley the stool the lamp then you might want to invest in a humidifier or a dehumidifier again depending on the climate that you're living in and how fast and while your adhesive is setting, I highly recommend to installing air conditioning in your lash room to regulate that temperature. Temperature meaning to make it colder, but also to make it warmer. Right now in Australia, we have winter. It is quite cool. And that cool air also takes out a lot of the humidity. So what we need to do at the moment is actually heat our lash rooms and also have a humidifier going to make our glue work for us right now. I would also get some extra lash tiles so you can rotate them. Make sure you don't use the same lash tile on your next client. You need to disinfect those tiles in between. And different curls, like I said before, perhaps a DDLCM, anything like that. Mixed trays are really good to buy to start with. And then disposables, I would highly recommend to get yourself some gloves. I personally only work with gloves. You need these days, especially masks. We recommend N95 filter masks, um, carbon filter masks that are not only helping with germs and such things, but also with the volatile organic compounds being the fumes of the lash adhesive because lash adhesive can be quite damaging. Um, I had the issue when I was starting out on lashing that I developed asthma and really, really bad bronchitis. And every time I lashed a client, my eyes started watering and I started sniffling. I felt like I had a cold and that was really due um, to the lash adhesive and the cyanacrylates in it, which is like that super glue component of the lash adhesive, which really made my lungs go quite mucusy. And I, I felt like I just started to have asthma and I did have asthma so I went to a lung specialist and he asked me what I was doing and I explained to him I was doing lashes full-time now and he said well what do you use and I explained to him and then yep that's how it came about so what I actually got is a uh, a unit a VOC unit which pulls out that VOC and filters it through um, I don't tend to lash that much these days anymore so I'm fine now with one or two clients a week uh, because I mainly focus on training now of course um, but if you are lashing full-time and you feel like you have those issues arising or coming up, you're feeling unwell, you have a headache and you constantly feel like you're sniffling or you can't see, then maybe invest in one of those units that pulls out 
those VOCs. And then in today's climate, we also want to have some disposable bed sheets. We have this vinyl on top, and then on top of the vinyl, we usually put one of the disposable bed sheets that then um, is easily removable. And then we just spray this with um, some disinfectant, hospital grade disinfectant. That is obviously another thing that you need to get. When you are getting a hospital grade disinfectant, make sure you do check with your local government body, with your health organizations, what kind of um, disinfectant you might need because not all disinfectants have the same rating. I know it's different to Australia and Canada, for example. And then also something that we have now, um, which we have on our toilets and the side of the sink is, we've gotten rid of all of our towels because due to COVID, we're no longer allowed to have towels lying around. So we now have paper towels and obviously the pedal bin next to it, which then can be thrown into and discarded off. So once again, when you are setting up your lash business from home, make sure that you have dedicated a room for privacy and you're not having it somewhere in the open with the dog running around and the kids yelling and screaming and running up and down the stairs, okay? You need to have something that is really professional. Anything that's non-lash dedicated is just not acceptable in today's time. And you might get a few clients in, but then I doubt that they will return because the word will go around and they would rather go to someone that has a really proper professional setup than to someone who thinks this is just a joke and they're doing it in front of the TV. Another important thing to mention is that you have everything set up um, correctly so that your client doesn't go around and trips and falls over wires that are lying around on the floor or they bump into your trolley or fall over anything like a bin or something standing in the way. So really map out your room and think about where the foot traffic will be and then try and organize it accordingly. So everything needs to be neat and professional, wiped down at all times. And if you're setting your business up like that from the start, you really are setting yourself up for success. And those clients will see how professional you are and how much you actually take care of your entire setup, the disinfecting and cleaning of everything and changing the bedding when the new client comes in. So they will see that and this is something that will really aid in like the word of mouth and you becoming more successful because you're getting more clients that are recommended to you. Now, apart from the larger things like the bed and the neck pillows and the lamps, no, we have lamps, I'm lying. <laughs> we do have the lamps. No, apart from anything like the bedding, the trolley and the chair, Lash Tribe pretty much stocks everything, including the lighting. So if you want to go to lashtribeshop.com, you can purchase your lighting as well as your classic beginner's kit. Everything I just told you about, all the products that you need for the actual lashing part are included in our classic beginner's kit, which is probably one of the most comprehensive, most um, thought out kits that are out there. We actually recently added some other things to the kit without upping the price. So if you want to go check that out, that's on lashtribeshop.com. So this is bringing me to the end of the video. If you would like to have more information on any other topics, obviously I will try and cover as many as I can within these videos and podcasts. But if you want some more information on any other training or maybe advanced training as well, you want to get into classic lashing because you are here, you are thinking about starting your own lash business, contact us at info at lashtribe.com.au or hop on to www.lashtribe.com.au.
Now, everything I have just spoken about, you might not remember. You may not take a note of it. So very, very important to note is that you can now go to lashlinks.com. That's lashlinks.com, L-A-S-H-L-I-N-K-S.com. And you can go to the button that says Salon Setup Checklist and download the very same checklist I just told you about. That's again, lashlinks.com. I hope you enjoyed the episode and I will see you all in the next one. Bye.